Welcome everybody to episode 77 of Dork Tunes. Um, thanks for sticking with us and welcome this week. Um, obviously I'm Evil Noob, uh, or Noob, whichever. Um, uh, this week we've got somebody slightly different, um, again. Um, I like kind of going off piece every so often, as we have done the last few months. And I think I'll get them to introduce themselves. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Pete. My name is Matt Ombler, and I'm a freelance journalist specialising in video game music and the <laughs> intersection of games and music. Thank you very much for being part of the show, Matt. It's a real honour to have you on. Um, <clears throat> so, tell me, obviously you're not a composer. How did you, I mean, how did you get to where you are now? What started um, this little spark? I'd say... So it started with writing. I mean, obviously, I think like anyone who gets into this, I've always been into video games. I've been playing games since I was literally like four years old. Mm -hmm. um, that came from my uncle having a Sega Mega Drive. So I played Sonic for the first time, then picked up a Nintendo 64. And then the rest is history, basically. <laughs> um, but when I was about um, 16 or 17, I, I had a huge collection and i remember my mum used to buy me um whenever she'd go to the shop she'd always buy like a copy of like official nintendo magazine i think it was nintendo official magazine back in the day mm. um and pretty much whatever else you could find on the bookshelf like gaming wise at like wh smith and stuff because back then you had all the official magazines didn't you and then you just had like yeah. reels of like all of these unofficial magazines um i've still got quite a lot now to be honest so when i was like coming out of sixth form, I was like, right, uh, I, I quite like the idea of writing about games because I did really well um, in English when I was at school. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, I like games. So I was like, you know, it would be cool to find a way to combine the two. Um, didn't know, obviously, how to go about that because you can't turn around to your English teacher and be like, oh, how do I write about video games? So <laughs> basically sent a load of letters off to um, various editors the gaming magazines um i think official xbox magazine came back to me at the time um and basically said that the way we can give you some advice uh, which is just basically email a bunch of people start building a portfolio because obviously i didn't have a portfolio at that time because i was like 16 and 17 so while i was at university basically started writing for a bunch of i guess like hobbyist websites kind of thing not not getting paid but just kind of like getting review codes and stuff now and again um and then ended up joining a band because i've always been into music i've been playing music since i was like 13 14 i'm a drummer um so yeah the, the band did quite well we ended up touring around the uk and europe that was in a metal band called demoralizer um so i didn't do much with my writing while i was in the band and then the band split up and then I guess about five years ago, maybe or so, I was like, right, I want to, I want to start taking my writing more seriously. I want to actually kind of get into this properly. Um, started pitching just a load of general video game um, ideas. And then I was like, you know what, there's tons and tons of people writing about just video games like yeah. who have been doing it for a lot longer than me and are probably mm -hmm. a lot better at it than me. Um, I need a niche, um, mm -hmm. so I was like, right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make video game music my niche because I've always loved video game music. Um, 
I had a load of CDs and stuff at that point. I think, I think the CD that got me into game music, I, back in the day, I used to get a lot of free CDs with the gaming magazines. And I remember getting, um, it was called Super Smashing Live, I think. And it's a bunch of um, orchestrated music from Super Smash Bros. Melee performed by the Tokyo Philharmonic, I think. And it, it's still to this day, it's one of my favorite albums because the arrangements on that CD are just ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah. Sent, started sending pitches out. Um, I'd say I probably got my first proper piece in Vice, which was about basically what I write about now. It was how video game video games influence my taste in music because I've always kind of said if it weren't for games like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Wipeout, um, FIFA and things like that, like helping me discover all of these like metal bands, punk bands, alternative bands, like I wouldn't have probably got into a band in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um and then that's just been it from there, really. Just trying to just spread the word about video game music, to be honest. And because my, I've always seen it as, I remember back in the day with the video game magazines, you used to have a little separate bit for music. Mm-hmm. And I always used to get a shout out. But <laughs> I'd say a lot of the reviews and stuff or a lot of like gaming write-ups that I see, there's not, game music i think you'll probably agree with me on this it's quite often overlooked mm-hmm. um so i was like right i want to i want to do something about that because there's so many amazing composers out there not even composers like sound designs sound designers mm-hmm. audio directors all of these people working in the field who are doing really cool <laughs> stuff and you know you, you, people need to shout about it for people to yeah, hear yeah. about it so yeah, yeah i get I, it i completely I get it, it. Yeah, I, I get you on the whole thing. And that is something that I kind of brought up recently with um, Edge magazine. Um, I uh, sent a letter into them a couple of months ago, a few months ago now, and it was published. Um, because how many times over the years that you read a, a review and it's like three, four, five, six pages long, maybe music gets mentioned in like a sentence mm. or not at all. You know? yeah. And it just boggles my mind because it's one of the things they're going to hear the most people are going to recognize you know they hear the central they hear the the main theme and they go i know what game that is you know it just boggles my mind why the the kind of attention isn't there and this is something i've said for years and years and years you know um you're right as in you know you see all the magazines previously they used to have that, that separate section for music i just even even now it's 2022 now and you know, there's still a smidge written on a four-page review about the music when it's one of the yeah. biggest things in the game. Probably the one of the most costly things, you know. I've known a lot of people who've recorded in, like, air studios and um, we've got a friend who's recording in um, Abbey Road on Monday, you know, and that's obviously not going to be cheap. So why are we not spending that time kind of having those conversations and kind of Mm. bringing those people up? Absolutely. You know, I agree with you as well. We need to be talking about those people that people don't really kind of realize that that are there and doing their thing to get where we, what you, you hear. Yeah. Cause I think, I think it's a mix. Uh, What I will say is there's, there's definitely, when I was pitching stuff like four or five years ago, I used to get, so many replies but well one you I often didn't just get replies i'd get ignored which is basically like the nature of being a freelance writer you send off 20 emails <laughs> and you'll be lucky to get a reply back from one editor saying no thanks but 
back that it was I got a lot of feedback from editors who were kind enough to reply basically saying sorry there's not much interest in this kind of stuff people are interested in reading about game music but I'd say in the past two maybe two years past two two or three years maybe I'm starting to see a lot more articles on game music or sound design and stuff outside of the kind of like um games industry or games to, i forgot what games games sutra rebranded to but you know what i mean in terms of like outside mm-hmm. of the specialist like audio deep dives by experts you're kind of getting the wider video game yeah. music article. i i am seeing more of those now um i will say edge is actually i think one out that, that's fantastic when it comes to this stuff because mm-hmm. i'm so rhythm games have never like other than guitar hero um and rock band and like the dance machines like i have not spent the time learning about these kind of like new era of rhythm games you know the ones that have kind of like platform mechanics for internet and stuff where you can move around and i learned about all of those games through edge magazine because mm-hmm. they seem to be really spotlighting stuff like this at the moment so i'd say shout out to those guys um in particular for doing stuff like that um but i think there is a general need for more publications to kind of shout about music but to that point they can only do that if these game companies and studios actually have their prs pushing out stories and interview opportunities um i think if we look at xenoblade chronicles 3 i'm sure you've seen all of like i think it's um is it mitsuda who's doing the Mm -hmm. soundtrack for that i think yeah there's they put out a Twitter video, I think the other day, the Nintendo social account, um, basically saying, I think they've, they've handmade all of the instruments, I think, in the game, haven't they? Oh, yes, yes, it? I've seen that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that is stuff like that is, yeah, exactly. It is. And like stuff like that is absolutely amazing. And the detail is kind of, incredible as well. Exactly. But then I'm kind of going, why are Nintendo, well, to be fair, Nintendo are, like historically really bad at this, and I don't mind slagging them off either because the <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo, them, but, <laughs> yeah. But they, there's obviously like a really cool story there, like yeah. beyond just what they've put out on social media. And it's like, mm-hmm. why aren't your PR team pitching interviews with? I'd love to speak to them, I'd love to learn more about the music in that game. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, I, I do get more of that now. I am getting more emails in my inbox kind of going, do you want to interview this artist or this composer mm-hmm. about X, Y, Z? And so so that's good. We're getting there. Yeah, but I still definitely. think bigger companies need to do more. Mm-hmm. I mean, what one of the things I'd love to see is something like, you know, when, the, you know, I've been lucky enough to be at a recording of, of um, Ori and the Will the Wisps. And it was in Air Studios. And it was one of the most incredible days of my life. You know, you've never seen anything like it. Um, I know me and lots and lots of other people, like we're not talking tens, we're talking hundreds. Would love to see kind of more stuff. You know, there's always documentaries about people making the game, but there's never anything about making the soundtrack. You know, people would lap that up left, right and centre. You know, You've got to look at it at the moment. You know, over the last kind of 10 years, the sale of uh, <clears throat> and the release of, um, excuse me, <clears throat> video game music on vinyl has gone, you know, it's gone exponentially up and up and up. Um, there are companies that have built themselves 
on video game music releases, you know, like Data Discs, you know, I Am 8-Bit, you name it, they're out there, and Black Screen Records, and they're all absolutely amazing at what they do, you know? Um, and it's not something they take take on very lightly when, they choose, when they're choosing which games to release. Yeah. But those things are lapped up left, right, center. I was speaking to um, a friend recently, um, about uh, one of my favorite soundtracks and games of the last kind of gen and um which soundtrack everybody's gone to the rapture yeah just it was my favorite soundtrack for six years running on spotify <laughs> every christmas but like that's had to be repressed six seven times now yeah that just shows you the kind of veracity and desire that people have for video game music you know, yeah. and it just boggles my mind even now. And I know that you're saying that you're getting a lot more emails about interviews with particular composers or whatever. But why are we not seeing this in the general kind of you know gaming well, kind of public? I think I think it it comes back to. I actually think the companies themselves are really bad. They don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, when know I say what the company doing in its in a, in a yeah. Sense. When I when I say the companies themselves, I mean the big like. Mm-hmm. major studios um because a lot of the pitches that i get that are interview requests come from um pr agencies that are obviously contracted by game companies but yeah. a lot of the time they'll also and i know this because i used to work in pr they'll be the ones coming up with ideas who mm-hmm. like how we're saying now why are people doing this you've got pr teams at agencies going oh, well, we're working on this game, but why don't we put some interview opportunities out with the soundtrack? Because actually mm-hmm. the soundtrack is really good. And so you do mm-hmm. have that, but I, you still, like, honestly, I just I just think if I if I was still in PR and I worked at Nintendo, I'd just be going, like, boom, 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 sending off because there's so many things out. It, it, like you were saying, it is, it is mad in terms of, like, you look at, like, you look at the vinyl sale boom. Um, mm-hmm. To your point, I think there was something like three or four specialist video game music labels in 2015. And I think mm-hmm. now in total count there's 39. And that's yeah. not even including the distributors, like mm-hmm. which is absolutely mad. Like you were saying, there's things like everybody's gone to the rapture that are getting repressed constantly, but you've even got smaller soundtracks. I was talking to um oh I forgot on his name. Um owner of Black Screen Records recently anyway. And he was telling me one of yeah. their most popular records is Valhalla which is obviously yes. just like, it's not a small indie game, but it's not this big, well-known game. So I think mm-hmm. the fact that you've got records like that selling out and getting repressed and repressed, it's Heavy. like, you're right, there's so much there's so much potential. There's so many people who would be interested. Like, like you've been to concerts before. Look at all of the full yeah. seats there. Like, sell-out concerts, um, music mm-hmm. on Spotify, racking up plays in the millions. Like, the demand is there, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's been served to the extent that it could be served by yeah. the companies who could do more. No, I, I completely agree, you know. And why is it always, 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 um, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to f- find this as well, but when they do kind of gigs and concerts and stuff, it's always in London or it's always in Manchester. It's never in any of the, anywhere else. You know, in all my years, 18, what, no, sorry, I'm in Leeds nearly 20 years now. I've been to one gig, which was video game music related. That's it. Yeah. And Leeds has so much in it. We've got like the arena, we've got the O2 arena, we've got the first director arena, you know, <clears throat> which hold a lot of people. 
Yeah. And there's and just nothing. We're, we're, we're lucky, I guess, because we're in, we're still in the middle, aren't we? Your leads, I'm whole. Yeah. So that's kind of like a middle ground. But I always mm-hmm. kind of think, what about the people in Newcastle or like mm-hmm. Scotland, like when there's like a big like Final mm-hmm. Fantasy tour happening or, and it's only in London, like you were saying, because like, like you probably know, it's a ball ache getting down to London for me personally. Like, so I'm, I'm going to the proms, uh, the BBC Gaming prom. Um, to be fair, I'm going down a day early because I don't get to go to London that often, but we've yeah. got tickets for the train down there. Then we've got accommodation because by the time where we live, by the time the concert finishes, there's no realistic way of us getting back to King's Cross and then getting back home. So you need yeah. to pay for a hotel to stay over the night. And I feel like it just prices people out. I'm, I'm thankful. Um, Thomas Bock is bringing the Final Symphony tour to Birmingham um, next year, which should be good. But you're right, there needs to be more things happening in major cities because Leeds is a massive city. Manchester, I don't know why nothing happens in Manchester because Manchester's huge and it's got excellent transport links. Yeah. It's, it's it, but honestly, it beggars belief, but hey ho, what do we know? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you've just touched on something that would really quite be interested in hearing um, about this from you is over the last 10 years, can you give me two or three soundtracks that you that absolutely still blow your mind, blow your socks off. In terms of ones which have been released in the past 10 years? Yeah, that you really like. Cool. Um, the Doom 2016 soundtrack. Okay. Um, because as someone who played in a metal band, um, I like heavy music. And I feel like there's never really been a good metal soundtrack. You kind of get a lot of you, you get that metal sound that kind of comes out of platinum games as an example like metal gear yeah. rising but it's a bit like cheesy new metal which i'm not really into whereas doom 2016 was straight up like meshuggah just heavy mick gordon as well in set he's not just a good producer sorry he's not just a good composer he's a ridiculous producer yeah, yeah, yeah. like the way he makes his music sound so i'd say doom 2016 um, I really liked the Final Fantasy 15 soundtrack. Okay, really liked that because I wasn't a fan of Final Fantasy. I wasn't a fan of the music in 12, and I wasn't a fan of the music in 13. And I've not played 14. Although people say a lot of excellent things about the music, I've not really checked it out. So no. the 15 soundtrack came out, and I was like, this reminds me of Uematsu's earlier stuff. Shimamura did a ridiculously good job on that. Yeah. Um, and then what else? God, there's so many things. I'm trying to think how long 10 years ago was. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not. <laughs> I know. Not, I get you. Um, <sighs> recently, I've been. So, so I'm going more left field with my choices here because there's obviously loads of amazing orchestral soundtracks, but I'm trying mm. to think of stuff that stood out because it was a bit different. Um, Machine Girl's soundtrack for Neon White is just ridiculous because that reminds me of the kind of like ps1 games i grew up playing with those like 90s rave and dance soundtracks and stuff like that so i think definitely yeah so neon white doom 2016 and final fantasy 15 and i'm sure after this call when i think about that question again i'm going to kick myself and go why the fuck what about you um i think some of my, well obviously everyone's gone to the rapture it's yeah. one of my favorite of all time um 
I love the game. I love the soundtrack. You know, um, Jess sent me the soundtrack about a month before it came out, and there was two pieces of music on it, and that, that made me cry. And she was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then um, I played the game, and the two pieces of music are two places in the game that made me cry. I was yeah. like, just because of what happened in it, um, the caravan park. Hello, um, uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, others like kind of So Let Us Melt, Journey. There's so, as you said, there's so many. Journey, it's I forgot hard. about. Oh, it's a good show. One of my major, major ones has to be um, a really a not very well known one um, That Dragon Cancer. Okay. A guy called, uh, guy called John. And he is, I don't know whether you, have you heard of the game? No, I, I think, mate, tell me about it. And then if you're going to talk about certain themes, I think I might, because it sounds, it sounds it's like basically about a, this, It's basically the story of a family um, with a young son called Joel. And Joel is like maybe one, two, um, not, he's only, he's literally only a baby yeah. and he's got um, cancer. And yes, it's a story of it. I've, I've, I've heard about this, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that soundtrack is just phenomenal. Um, there's a piece on there called "Awake or Awake My Joel," uh, yeah. and when you when I hear it, even when I think, even when I'm talking about it, now, it gets me quite emotional because it is so beautiful. It the way he's done it is that you can hear every single note. Yeah. You can hear every single kind of emotion that they're going through you can hear love you can hear fear you know everything and because the piece allows you to do that and it is incredible so i would always suggest headphones that up loud it's like two and a half minutes long it will blow your mind so that's I my reckoning. I, I love i love what you said there though because i think you basically just sold this is why people get so passionate about video game music because what you described there in terms of yeah just trying to explain the bits of music that hit you in a certain way because i'm going to guess they're accompanied by a really powerfully like emotional like scene mm -hmm. talking you do get like a little bit choked up yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exactly the same when i try and tell people about life is strange because there was so many moments in the first mm -hmm. life is strange game where me and my girlfriend played through that together and I think that's what made it even better because the choices you have to make in that game, it's mm -hmm. like a lot of the times you're a piece of shit no matter what choice you make. Do you know what I mean? Like someone's going to get hurt. So when I try and tell people about that game or a specific piece of music that played at a certain time, I can feel yeah, myself yeah, yeah. kind of getting I think that. Like... I'm quite lucky slash unlucky in a way where I'm quite emotional when it comes to music. You know, yeah. um, Joe from Flight, he's exactly the same. So we might send each other a piece of music and be like, just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you do, you get really quite emotional. Yeah. I remember I, I, I interviewed John, John Hillman, who did the, That Dragon Cancer. And um, <laughs> that's a story now. Basically, I had to do it twice because um, the first time I did it, the first time I did it, I was speaking to him. You know, I don't have kids. You know, I'm, I'm never going to have kids. It's not my thing. And that's fine. But it got me even emotional speaking to him through the conversation. And I could hear it in my own voice. I could feel it, you know. Yeah. But then um, the 
iMac was really old and it, it, we wiped it and it was wiped with the original interview on it. So I had to email again and say, look, I'm really sorry, but do you mind if we redo this? And uh, he was like, do you know there. what? It's cool. Really it happens. He's, that's yeah. exactly what he said. He said, I've been there. You know, they, these things happen. So we just did it again and it was fine. Much better. But yeah, John Hillman, check it out. It's fantastic. I will do. I'll check that out. On that note of emotional soundtracks, because so I've never played any of the Ori games. But oh, I really? never played them i need to because they're on game pass and i finally got an xbox now that's why i never played them i never had an xbox uh, they're also on switch as well so i need to decide what but anyway i heard the music in both of those games before well like i said i've never played them so mm. I've, I've i've heard the music i saw it in concert at the game music festival and even something about the music in those games i think kirk is such a ridiculous composer because he draws so much emotion out of you as a listener, there's a certain <laughs> refrain in the first Ori game where it goes, and for some reason that bit gets me every mm-hmm. single time. And then there's also, um, oh God, I've forgotten the name of the game. Um, Rihanna Pratchett wrote it and it's scored by, you know which game I mean, don't you? Yes. About the grandma. And that is like, a, you know what's going to happen as you're playing through the game and you're just kind of going, shit, it's coming, it's come. But the music <laughs> in that as well is just like, yeah. Again, like talking about it gets me a little bit like, you can, yeah. What was I doing the other day? Oh, yes. Like last Sunday, I went to um, the Blue Dot Festival in Cheshire. I uh, went to see Bjork Live. Yeah. I've never had this before. And this was amazing where I stood. And she sang like a couple of, you know, her more famous ones. I think she did yoga at one point and literally every single hair from the top of my head all the way down, back up again, yeah. just got, I just went up and I got goosebumps all over. Even thinking about it now, it's doing the same thing. It was yeah. just phenomenal. She's immensely insane, but in, in such a creative yeah. way. I mean, she's, I didn't realise how tiny she was. She's about five foot three. Yeah. And she came on stage in this, like, almost like an inflate, you know, like one of those inflatable jackets that you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in like that, but it was like a whole, like a headdress. Yeah. And a dress that went out like that. And it was like um, pink and silver stripes. Yeah. And like it had teeth around the edge of her face. And it's honestly, it, and every time that she wasn't singing, she was spinning around the stage, like in this little dress. And it was just yeah. so magical. I've never seen anything like it before, you know? I mean, and I've seen, I went to see um, Kate Bush when she was playing in London. I mean, I admittedly, I cried for the first whole act, you know? <laughs> I could barely see. I was crying so hard. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing the music does. And I think I always say to people, you know, you don't need to be a gamer to be into the game music. You know, my my partner doesn't game whatsoever, but loves when I sit and put some music on. Yeah. You know, absolutely loves it. So it's, you know, maybe one day we'll drag them in. Um, I just wanted to say a huge thank you today for being part of the show. <coughs> Again, I've got a frog in my throat. Um, it's been a real honour and it's been really nice to speak to somebody 
kind of, I think I'm, you know, composers and everybody who comes on the show are always on their way back. But I think yeah. someone, you know, exactly the kind of stuff that we talk, we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. Like, I was like, it's a it's cool, like what you're doing as well, and like everybody you're speaking to and putting the word out there as well because it's it's eleven years. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's like way longer, double double the amount of time that I've been doing it, man. Like, yeah. So hats off. That, you know, impressive. I literally, I don't get anything from this. You know, I have been involved yeah. with some experiences, you know, like going to see Ari being recorded yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have some really, I've got some signed sheet music that's really special to me. Um, but I do this because I, I love the music. You know, I always remember the, the first time the moan that got me when I was a kid and that's that that was my starting point and it's just gone you know that way since you know and I don't think I'd ever not do it because I enjoy it you know I enjoy chatting with people like you I enjoy chatting with composers you know I enjoy chatting with everybody around it because we're all so passionate about it you know and it, it it's nice as well because I think it's I can't speak for the entire gaming industry, but I feel like parts of the game industry get caught up in a lot of bullshit as well. Do you know what I mean? There's always like a hot topic that everybody wants to throw in the two cents on. And you can see all these Twitter arguments taking off and people chiming in. And it's like, I've never seen that in like the game music community yet. No, no, no. no. Everybody is just so nice. And that's, I think that's everybody's about kind of like tight in a way. Yeah, yeah. We all know each other. We all look after each other. You know, yeah. there is, they're just brilliant people. You know, yeah. full stop. But yeah. yeah, thank you ever so much for being part of the show, and I hope you enjoy your, your barbecue tonight. Thank you. I will do. <laughs>